Hello and welcome back to the Three Ball Podcast, everybody. Today on the podcast, we're talking about sports again. Hallelujah. Uh, but anyways, we're talking about the rookie quarterbacks. They are struggling. It's only two games, so, you know, well, I'm sure they will all get better. But they're struggling right now. Uh, we're talking about the Saints. They're back to old ways with losing games before the Drew Brees era. How good is Lamar Jackson actually? Uh, we'll be talking about that. And then we're going to be doing Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, that came back. We're going to do this on Sunday's podcast, but we had Daniel to kick off Season 2 of the podcast. But we'll talk about Dark Side of the Ring today. And it was a dark one. <laughs> get it? Because it's Dark Side of the Ring. But anyways, it was a, it was a pretty bad one. Uh, let's start it off with the rookie quarterbacks. They have been struggling. Uh... We'll, we'll kind of just start off with week two of the season. Uh, in later, in less news, J.J. Reddick retired. Sad to see him go, but also, he really hadn't been anything big the last couple of years, so not really mattering to me. Um, Thursday night's game, the Washington football team beat the New York Giants 30-29. to uh, Daniel Jones, he played good, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, nine catches, <laughs> not nine catches, what am I talking about? Uh, he was 22 at 32, 249 and a touchdown, sat four times, nine carries, 95 yards and a touchdown. Uh, so yeah, you know, pretty decent, pretty decent. The Bengals and the Bears, here we go, rookie quarterbacks, we started off. Justin Fields was playing, he threw an interception, he was 6 of 13 for 60 yards one interception, no touchdown, sacked twice. Not very good. Andy Dalton played well, though. Fields also had 10 carries for 31 yards, so Fields got off to a not-so-great start. Joe Burrow threw two touchdowns and three interceptions, uh, and they lo- the Bengals lost 20-17. to Now the Browns and the Texans, the Browns, uh, the- they looked like they were in trouble, but Tyrod Taylor gets hurt, and the Texans don't play well the rest of the game and lose. That was the, really the story of this game. Tyrod Taylor was 10 of 11 with 125 yards and a touchdown, and then he gets hurt, and the Browns win. The Rams and the Colts. Carson Wentz continues to prove that he is not the guy ever, and he won't be. He, he was 20 of 31, 247. One touchdown, one interception. Is Carson Wentz, you know what you're getting from him, and he's not anything special anymore these days. Bills on the Dolphins, Tua got hurt, so we got to see Jacoby Brissett. Josh Allen was 17-33 for 179. Two touchdowns, one interception. I mean, not great. But they went 35 to nothing. Uh, Jacoby Brissett was 24-40 with an interception. And Tua got hurt early in the game, and yeah. Patriots and the Jets. Let's get into the real quarterback. Uh, Zach Wilson, my boy, he threw four interceptions. Lucky, luckily, I wasn't starting him in fantasy football this week. Um, you know, so it, it's whatever. I don't know why my phone keeps doing it. He is 19 of 33, 210, four, four interceptions, sacked four times. Two of the interceptions weren't his fault, but still, four interceptions is not good at all. 
Matt Jones played good, 22 of 30, 186. No touchdowns, no interceptions. But hey, that's, a, that's a classic Patriots game. 49ers and Eagles. Jimmy G continues to prove that he is the man. 22 of 30, 189 and touchdown. Jalen Hurts, he used to be in dual threat, but they but the 49ers win 17 to 11. Now moving on, Raiders and Steelers. Uh, Derek Carr was 28, 37, 382, two touchdowns. Derek Carr's really underrated these days. <laughs> now he is. Uh, Big Ben, you know, proven he still plays a little bit. 295, one touchdown, one interception, but ultimately Steelers go down. Saints and the Panthers. Jameis Winston decided he wanted to play worse than Zach Wilson did in week one, which, you know, well, actually kind of hard. Not really, but... Winston was 11 to 22, 111, two interceptions. Everybody's so worried about Zach Wilson. Jameis Winston is the same exact defense, played worse than Zach Wilson did. Jameis ain't all that. The Saint, we'll talk we'll get into the Saints in a minute after I get done going through the scores. Uh the Jaguars, they lost. Trevor Lawrence was 14 to 33, 118 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are combined having 10 interceptions and they're not doing very good together as the two main quarterbacks in this draft class. But it is their first season. And this is my main reason about why rookie quarterbacks shouldn't start unless you have no other option. The Jets have no other option. The the Jaguars did. You had Gardner Minshew. You shouldn't have been starting Trevor. But, you know, you got to sell tickets, dude. Uh, the Vikings and the Cardinals. Cardinals won 34-33. Uh... Kirk Cousins and Kyler Murray played both heck of a game. So um, Kyler Murray was through two interceptions, but you know they got the win, so it doesn't matter. Buccaneers and the Falcons. Uh, Tom Brady proved that he's still got it a little bit. You know, twenty four thirty six two seventy five five two seventy six. Sorry, five touchdowns. Matt Ryan threw three interceptions. That's always wonderful. Cowboys and the Chargers. Uh, the Cowboys won twenty seventeen. Dak, eh, he was all right. Justin Herbert was all right. He threw two interceptions, though. Uh, Titans and the Seahawks. Seahawks lose 33-30. And Chiefs-Ravens. Ravens win 36-35. So let's get into the Saints before we get into Lamar. Now, the Saints, they lost 26-27. You had James Winston. He was 11-22, 111 yards. Two interceptions, sacked four times. Both interceptions were horrible throws. This is the problem with Jameis. Jameis is a guy who's going to make a lot of mistakes. He throws 30 interceptions in a year. You're going to make 30-plus interceptions. You're going to make mistakes. Um, Jameis, both of his interceptions were stupid. He could have thrown both of them away. Both of them away. Um, and that's really what... The Saints are not going to be a good team this year. Unless throughout four games or whatever, you decide to get number nine from out of the booth playing the game again. If not, the Saints are going to struggle. And that's just the way it is. Drew Brees, this team doesn't score seven points with Drew Brees as the quarterback. This team gets 21 at least. And, and of course, this was the this was the mix of all the classic hits by the Saints. Poor quarterback play, which we haven't had in years because Drew is that good. Bad coaching, which happens about every two games nowadays with Sean Payton. Bad play calling from Sean Payton. The defense, I mean, the defense, Lord have mercy. You got a quarterback throwing two interceptions, and the offense is struggling, so of course the defense is going to get up 26 points. That's not the defense's fault this time. 
Um, uh, Alvin Kamara, your hundred million dollar running back, or whatever, eight carries. Why are you? Why is he only having eight carries? James had three for nineteen. Taysom Hill had two for sixteen. Jones Jr. had three for seventeen. Harris had one for one carry. And the obsession with getting Taysom Hill in the game. Taysom Hill shouldn't be in the game. He's a backup quarterback right now who plays all these random positions. But you know what's going to happen when he comes in the game. I mean, receiving-wise, Kamara had four catches for 25 yards. But you're telling me your $100 million back only touched the ball 12 times in a game. That's great right there. 12 times in a game. What what was the play calling there? I mean, <laughs> whatever. Sam Darnold, he two touchdowns interception. Really, this is the same Sam Darnold I've been seeing in New York. You just have Christian McCaffrey now to carry the load, and you dump downs to New York back aren't two yard, aren't five yards like there with Christian McCaffrey. So really, Sam Darnold's playing the exact same game he was playing last year. But the Saints are just bad. You get number nine back for the booth, and then you got a shot at making the playoffs. So until number nine decides to unretire, you ain't got a shot at doing anything this year. Let's move on to um, the Ravens. Now, well, it's really just Lamar Jackson. Lamar, he threw. He was eighteen to twenty six for two thirty nine, one touchdown, two interceptions. If we uh, get that. If we get this calculator out and go 18 divided by 26, he threw for 69% in this game. You know, pretty good. Pretty good. 69%. That's not, that's not, that's not half bad. But if, you, if we really look at it, how good is Lamar anyway? The running is really what we talk about. Because you take away the running. I mean, Lamar had 16 carries, 107 yards, two touchdowns. That's great. But you're not a running back, dude. I, I don't, well, obviously the Ravens pay you to run the football. But if I was a, a coach or a general manager, I'm not paying you to run the football. I, Lamar Jackson is severely overrated at this point as a quarterback. Now, as an athletic playmaker, yes, he is probably top three in the NFL as a playmaker. But as a quarterback, I don't think he is a top ten quarterback. If we look at passing... Let's look at our our handy dandy NFL reference. Completion completion percentage leaders last year in the NFL. Let's let's take a look at them. So we had ah. Let's take a look at it. Well, I don't even see random Drew Brees here. Maybe I'm missing him. But anyways, last year, Lamar was 27th in completion percentage. 27th he was. Do you know who's above him? Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Russell Wilson, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Phillip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Mitch Trubisky, Alex Smith, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Gardner Minshew, Cam Newton, Tom Brady, Big Ben, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow, Matt Ryan, Andy Dalton, Nick Mullins, Nick Falls, Lamar Jackson, 27. He's the, he's the 27th best quarterback in completing the football. Okay. I mean, I guess it's whatever. It, completions, he is... 
25th in completions. Okay. And attempts, he's 24th. Okay. Yards, he is 22nd. Touchdowns, he's 16th. Interception-wise, he is 20th with only 9 interceptions. So if we're really looking at this, he's a below-average throwing quarterback. Well, uh, now, obviously, the Ravens don't pay him to play quarterback. They pay him to be the athlete he is, which is absolutely fine. Mike Vick wasn't the most amazing thrower of the football ever when it comes to completing passes. But nobody paid him to complete the passes. That's why. That's not why he was making the money he was. It was because he was the athlete he was, which is completely fine. Vince Young would have done the same thing given the opportunity to be in the situation Lamar Jackson is in. But Lamar ain't that good of a pocket-passing quarterback. And that's just the way it is these days. Which is fine. You don't have to be a great pocket-passer. But if we're going to start calling you a top-10 quarterback in the NFL, playing quarterback is throwing the football. Lamar Jackson's a top-five, top-three playmaker in the NFL. But he ain't a top-10 quarterback because he can't complete passes at a good percentage. He's not he's not all that in touchdowns. He's not all that in completions. I don't know. Somebody tell me what makes Lamar Jackson so special throwing the football. He doesn't he doesn't look comfortable as a pocket passer at all. And why do we put certain people below Lamar in these quarterback tiers? Now last year I did a quarterback rankings at week eight, I will do a quarterback ranking again through, throughout the first eight weeks. I'll rank my quarterbacks. But let's just hypothetically, we'll do the completion percentage argument. And you, you tell me who you want. I'll tell you who I would take or how, who the media takes in this. Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. Or, sorry, Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees. Well, Drew's not playing, so we'll take out Drew. Deshaun Watson or Lamar Jackson? It's a borderline question. I'm sure people in the media would take Lamar Jackson. Why is that? Deshaun Watson was much better last year in everything throwing the football. So I, I would take Deshaun, but the media would probably take Lamar. Josh Allen or Lamar? Well, that's a, that, that's a mixed one. Teddy Bridgewater or Lamar? Well, people are taking Lamar. Russ? Nah, that's a mixed. Phillip Rivers or Lamar last year? People are taking Lamar. Kirk Cousins. You take Lamar over Kirk Cousins. You take Lamar over Derek Carr. You take him over Jared Goff. You take him over a lot of people that are higher at completing the football than Lamar. Lamar, his percentages dip even lower in the playoffs. He's, he's, the playoffs prove he, he can't throw the football at a, good, at a consistent volume. He just can't. I don't know what to tell you. Neither could Mike Vick, to be honest. But we don't care about that because Mike Vick was a star athlete. He could play quarterback, too. But he was good at making plays when he went out of the pocket. And that's what the Ravens pay Lamar to do, basically. When he's in the pocket, he doesn't look comfortable. He misses throws that a quarterback should make in the pocket. But they don't pay him for that. The plays he makes outside of the pocket is what the Ravens pay him for. And that's really why people put him in a top 10 quarterback when he's not. 
he's just not a good thrower of the football. That, that's just the way it is. Um, moving on from Lamar. Let's go to Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, Dark Side of the Ring this week, well, last week, technically, was, uh, oof. It, it was dark. I, I said that already, but I just want to say it again. It's about the plane ride from hell. Um, didn't paint wrestling, wrestlers in a good way. In fact, it made, made the wrestling business look pretty bad in the 2000s and before that. Um, if you don't know what the plate rhyme from hell is, basically it is um, 50 wrestlers, 50 people in the wrestling business from the, the WWF. They are going on a private plane to England. So the, play, the flight there was good or whatever. And problems happened on the way back. They had a seven-hour delay. And wrestlers were just drinking and drinking. Uh, the plate, the plane takes off. You had set. They apparently they cleared three bottles of tequila, Fireball, whatever. I don't really remember that. They cleared three bot. They cleared like three shelves of it, which is whatever. Um, and, and that's not good either. And Robin, they say on this dark side of the ring, you know, they exposed wrestlers where it's like. Uh, they used to H-bomb, which is basically, you know, they drug girls, basically. It's what wrestlers would do. Rob Van Dam said it. He said, yeah, that was just normal when I was coming up. Um, now, the three guys who were trending the most throughout this were um, Ric Flair, uh, Ric Flair, Scott Hall, and Tommy Dreamer. Those were some guys that were trending on Twitter. Well, Ric Flair was really the only one trending on Twitter for a while. There was, a, there was a couple seconds where Tommy Dreamer was trending and Scott Hall. But, uh, we'll get into that later. But the plane ride from hell was full of a bunch of stupid stuff. You had Mr. Perfect, who I love, uh, Kurt Hennig. He was a big prankster, and he pranked Brock Lesnar. And he, they, him and Brock were fighting on an airplane. Um, Brock Lesnar also exposed himself to a woman. And uh, that story was pretty... <laughs> We're not funny, but funny, weird, funny, bad, whatever you want to call it. Um, you had that. That didn't happen on the plane ride, but that was just a random story somebody threw in there for some reason. Um, then if we keep going, besides that, you had X-Pac cutting somebody's ponytail off. I don't like X-Pac. You had JVL slapping a dude and knocking him out. Which, that's funny. Um... Then you had Ric Flair uh, strutting around naked in his robe and, you know, doing a helicopter. Uh, if you really want to hear all the details, go watch The Dark Side of the Ring for yourself. Um, it'll probably, it'll be on uh, Vice. Um, and before they do the new episode of Dark Side of the Ring, they will actually have uh, the rerun of it. So, please, if you want to know all the details, go record the episode for yourself or go watch the episode for yourself. Um, but, man, I have some bad stuff going on. Ric Flair is accused, was being accused of sexual assault again, basically. Um, Scott Hall, they, they rushed him back into being in the business and being going on tour and all that. He wasn't ready. He had a big drug problem at the time, an alcohol problem. 
it was just a lot of bad stuff going on. Um, it did not make you want to be in the wrestling business, basically. It made the wrestling business look really bad. Hmm. But, eh, see that. Dark Side of the Ring was bad this week, last week. And I'm sure it's going to be bad this week, too, because they were going, uh, talking about, uh, Cannon or whatever that dude's name is. He's a doctor, I think. Or no, he's the first ever public gay wrestler, I think. I don't know. I don't know much about him, to be honest. But, uh, guys at Dark Side of the Ring, they do a, oof, they do a good job of getting what they need. I'll tell them that. Um, so, you know. I, uh, go watch it if you want to, but yeah, um, so yeah, that's gonna be it, I wasn't gonna review Monday Night Raw, but uh, I'm not gonna do that, Monday Night Football is on, so I'm not reviewing Monday Night Raw for a while, uh, tomorrow's podcast will, oh, I may be going over the new NXT, who knows, um, but, you know, as, as of course, on Thursday, we'll be doing AEW Dynamite show. They they got a big theme show coming up. So that's good. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to the 3Ball Podcast. And, well, before I say that, uh, as you know, we kicked off Season 2 the other day. Uh, so that was, we kicked off Season 2 pretty, pretty well. We're going to keep continuing Season 2. We're also going to have an Uncensored Part 2. Um, so yeah, and also we do have the season one inductees of the three ball podcast. So having the voters voted on it, we have the people who have made it and the people who have not. You, the fans, will get to vote somebody in that didn't make it. Um, so yeah, we'll put up that poll on three ball podcast poll and you guys can vote to see who makes it from the fans. But yeah, season one was a success. Season two will be better. So here we go. Um, so thank you for listening to the Three Ball Podcast. Stay safe. Peace out.